Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It turned out to be a pretty good day. There were parts of the area that had a lot of rain move through this morning. I don't think we saw a lot really anywhere here in the metro area uh with, with this first go around uh it kind of missed the twin cities now there is a lot of rain uh, way up in northern minnesota along the canadian border and then a good chunk of north dakota central and eastern north dakota seeing a lot of rain on this saturday but uh, right now uh, the biggest area of rain as I mentioned, kind of between Taylor's Falls and Wright and Slake, but well east of the St. Croix River. It doesn't look like it's raining, uh, mostly in the Wright and Slake area. And then as you head up I-35 uh, toward Duluth, uh, there is some shower activity. And then east of Eau Claire. Now, there is shower activity starting to pop up on radar in southern Minnesota. And this would be in the area between Mankato and, say, Blue Earth on I-90. There are some developing thunderstorms down there. And the forecast says that storms will redevelop. So we're not out of the woods. And we still have, by all accounts, what what could be, and you heard a moment ago with Al, a, a very wet Sunday. And I know... There's a finite number of Saturdays and Sundays between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And we generally don't want it to rain, but we need the rain. And right now, the lion's share of that rain in northern Minnesota, particularly in the northwest part of the state, Roseau, War Road, etc. And then, as I mentioned, over eastern North Dakota. But it looks like we will have a continuing chance of rain particularly tonight and tomorrow. And then uh, looks like a real dry day on Tuesday, and then that typical uh, chance of showers and thunderstorms in the forecast later in the week. We'll certainly keep you up to date here on News Talk 830-WCCO. But by all accounts, today was supposed to be, oh, we're going to get this bout of potentially severe weather. And um, that never really materialized, which is good news. I know there are some gusty winds that moved through the Twin Cities earlier this afternoon. I, I, I was out doing a couple of chores, and the wind kind of picked up, and some blank, uh, branches blew off some of the trees. Not a big deal, but uh, 
they they say that was due to the collapsing storms as they move through but uh, once again continues to be very dry and we still await the rain but i am keeping an eye on that and will throughout the afternoon uh, that uh, developing shower and thunder shower activity in southern minnesota and once again the heaviest stuff uh, is just southeast of mankato right now and that continues to move to the northeast so that that is certainly worth keeping an eye on with all the activities going on back to the 50s the annual car show at the fairgrounds and for a number of years we had broadcast live from back to the 50s at the wccr radio booth and it is amazing what these people put in to these vehicles uh they 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 really are um Artwork, you know, some sculpt clay, um, some paint, but uh, what, what what the people do with these vintage automobiles? And, and I would have to say, if I if I had a choice, the, the the people that go to the trouble to return it to stock, for instance, if you walked into a showroom in 1955 and bought that Ford or Chevy or whatever it is. Um, that's how it looked the day it rolled out of the dealer's lot. I I really appreciate that. But on the flip side, the customs and the people that take that that original and create their own out of it, that's also very interesting. So that's on display at the fairgrounds. We all know about Taylor Swift and all the excitement associated with that. And in reality, events like this bring a lot of money into the Twin Cities area. (laughs) <laughs> um, people coming, I would assume, from all over the region. For, for that matter, maybe all over the country, or there's probably people who came in from other parts of the world to see Taylor Swift at U.S. Bank Stadium. A big show Friday night, another show tonight as she wraps up a two-night stand at U.S. Bank Stadium. Sold out, of course, and... This tour by Taylor Swift is breaking all records. It is extraordinary. Josh Wheeler is our producer. I, I would assume you're not going to the show tonight at U.S. No. I, not going to be there? I don't know any movers and shakers that could get me into the show. <laughs> I, I would love to because I am off work just in time to swing on over yeah, there. Yeah, you but would be able to check it out. Plus, I wouldn't have to pay for parking. I'm already parked. I'm good to go. Wouldn't have to move any of that stuff. Just nice little swift walk over to uh, U.S. Bank, and we're good. I like what you did there, swift walk over to U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, by all accounts, I, I haven't talked to my nieces. My my mom said that that my brother's wife and daughters went to the show last night. So I haven't received a first-hand review from family members on the Friday night show with Taylor Swift. But I read John Bream, who's been uh, reviewing shows for a long, long time the best. in this town in the Star Tribune. And all, all the critics, including John Bream, re- really gave it rave reviews. And she played for over three hours last night so it's not like she came out and did the 90 minutes and said good night everybody um she put on a show and that that's one thing my wife pointed out and, and i think this even if you're not a taylor swift fan 
she really does right by her fans. Now, granted, the tickets are very expensive and were very hard to get, particularly into fans' hands. But that that's kind of the modern day of buying tickets. You know, quick story, quick sidebar. When it was announced that the uh, gymnastics Olympic trials were coming to Target Center, and you remember that announcement, that, what, week or two ago, Josh? Not that long ago. Yeah. And my youngest daughter said she wanted to go, and I said, I'm in. So I said, use my credit card. If you're willing to buy a ticket, I'll buy a ticket. And at this point, you have to buy what amounts to be a ticket for all the events. Uh, The U.S. gymnastics trial coming to Target Center at the end of June next year in advance of the Olympic Games in Paris. said, I'm in. I want to check it out. I mean, that's a great event. Uh, I'd love to go see a great talent, hard work. You know, it's amazing what these men and women do. And there's a spot on the Olympic team on the line. But what blew me away, and I knew that tickets would be expensive because it was 600 bucks, but it got you a ticket to all the events at Target Center. So, you know, the, the men's finals, the women's finals, the preliminaries, etc. So I, I was good with that. But on top of it, taxes and fees amounted to $300. So on my credit card, I put the two tickets my my daughter agreed to pay me back, but we were both blown. And, and she has a full-time job. She's perfectly capable of paying me back. Um, the, the, the bill, the, the amount of my credit card was over $1,500. So I, I'm fine. You know, tickets, 600 bucks a piece, $1,200. But to tack on, and I, and I know... Uh, the state of Minnesota gets their share. There are ticket taxes, et cetera. I understand that. But the fees, this was a completely automated process. Uh, I, I know there are software developers. I know there are support people. I know there is overhead. I understand that component uh, for, in this case, AXS, who sold us the tickets. But come on. that That seems excessive for something that is almost a completely automated process. Uh, And it doesn't seem in reality that Congress is willing to do too much about it. And these are the kinds of things where the United States Congress should step in and do something. To me, that is outrageous. Now, you you take 6% or 7% or, or even 10% with all the taxes and all the fees. That's $120. You're telling me there's over $180 in overhead for these firms to process these tickets? Come on. It, that's outrageous. Um, so there, there was a lot of controversy. And, it, and I think maybe this Taylor Swift tour and other instances like it, but Taylor Swift is a big example. When when fans couldn't get tickets and were being charged exorbitant fees, um, that that maybe ultimately something meaningful will be done on keeping the tickets out of the hands of uh, the people that want to just simply sell them on the secondary market. And I, and I think for artists like Taylor Swift, ultimately the goal is to get the tickets to their fans. I think the fans know that putting on a big show or a big production, I remember when you 2 uh, came through and played 
at what was TUCF Bank Stadium over at the U.S. now Huntington Bank Stadium, and they had that gigantic stage. It, it was like a spaceship landed in the middle of the football field. I mean, it was a big, big production over at the U. And I think fans understand that isn't free, and you ended up paying for it. And based on all the the, the photos and videos from inside U.S. Bank Stadium last night, this is a big production. It's expensive. You know, it, it, it takes a lot of money to put on a show like that. So I think fans are willing to pay if it goes to that and not just to the Ticketmasters of the world and AXS, et cetera. Uh, quick break. Coming back, home ownership. Uh, really a cornerstone of building wealth for most Americans. Home ownership is a big deal. It's very important. It is very important to our economy. It is uh, Home Ownership Month, and we are going to visit uh, with the gentleman from Bremer Bank uh, about that. Stephen Spears leads Bremer's community banking team, and June is National Home Ownership Month, and we'll get into that in detail in a moment. Then we'll talk golf later in the hour. One of my favorites, golf journalists, Ron Syrak, will join us. We'll go back to the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. We'll talk about the Women's PGA at Baltusrol, the upcoming British Open, uh, the PGA Live merger, and more later on in the hour here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. Huge weekend in town. We mentioned Taylor Swift's second night of her two-night stand at U.S. Bank Stadium tonight. Uh, big, big crowds. A uh, lot of folks in town for that. Uh, pride. Uh, center of attention, Loring Park, uh, the big parade tomorrow. It looks like the weather so far cooperating today. And, of course, back to the 50s over at the state fairgrounds, all those cars on display every year, over 10,000 cars in town. Uh, June, a great month, uh, the start to summer. It's also National Home Ownership Month, and it is important. Quick story here. Uh, my oldest daughter made the decision that uh, it, it's time to quit being a renter and a homeowner. I was thrilled uh, when she made that. I, I know how important home ownership is, and uh, she uh, was, was able to get a deal done and, and find a place to live, and uh, lives over in St. Paul now, over by Como Park. Couldn't be more proud of it. It, it is a big step. I remember our first home. And it, it, it is important to take that step. And joining us to talk about homeownership, Stephen Spears, uh, leading Bremer Bank's a community banking team. Stephen, good to visit with you today. Hello. Steve, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me to uh, talk about a very important and exciting topic. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, when my daughter, who her and her boyfriend were renting, and, and they decided they had enough of apartment life and renting, and... Uh, saved their money, and then went on that search. And uh, I, I said, that's great, you can search, but you better have your financing lined up. And, and that's where someone like Bremer Brank is important. You, in this market in particular, uh, getting a game plan uh, financially to make that happen is so important. Yeah, absolutely. First off, congratulations to your daughter on her, her purchase and, and entering into home ownership. It is an important step, and I'm sure that you're very proud. But you're right. Um, you know, taking that, that, that step into home ownership is a, is a journey. 
a journey that begins with really understanding what that process is. And as you talked about, making sure that you can get that financing lined up. And, and that's really what we try to do best here at Bremer is making sure that we're preparing everyone for that, that path to home ownership. Uh, it really goes along with our purpose of cultivating thriving communities. We just want to make sure that we're doing our part in helping inform, educate, and, and setting people on the right track to be good and sustainable homeowners. Steven Spears joining us from Bremer Bank. There, there are a lot of challenges right now in the marketplace, uh, particularly for first-time home buyers. Supply is tight. Interest rates are higher where they once were, for, for sure. Uh, but it, it's still something worth considering because it's a, it's a great opportunity uh, for, for folks to build wealth. I, I think for most of us, it is the greatest opportunity in one's lifetime to build wealth. You're exactly right. And as you mentioned, it, it is a more difficult time right now in terms of um, getting to that stage of home ownership, given that interest rates have risen, home values have risen. But I would just simply say that the best time to buy a home is when you're most prepared to buy the home. And that is making sure, as we've talked about, that you have your, your financing lined up, you understand what that responsibility of home ownership is. And when you're prepared to do that, you set your budget and you go out and you find the home that works for you and your budget at that time. But part of, you know, part of uh, doing that is just making sure that you're working with the right individual to kind of help, um, help through that process because it is very easy to get um, overextended, you know, and, and, and certainly in these times when home values are higher. So you just want to make sure that you're working with a, a strong partner and making sure that they're helping you uh, make good decisions when you're in that home buying process. But it is always, in my mind, the right time to buy a home if you're prepared. Uh, because as you said, the benefits of homeownership go um, in any statistic that you're looking at, but certainly the one around wealth building, it is the number one leading, um, I guess, say catalyst to stronger wealth in the future of our stronger generational wealth. And so it's always a good time to invest. Markets do go on the housing side, do go up and down, but they always typically correct higher than where they were before. So I would just always encourage individuals to just take, begin the journey, understand that they they have a good partner in the process and getting well-informed, well-educated, and then just launch into that, that home ownership journey. Yeah, and Stephen Spears joining us from Bremer Bank and joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And June is National Home Ownership Month. And I remember the conversation well. Uh, my, my daughter asked me, well, where do I start? And I said, well, you, you, need, you need to find someone with a lot more experience than me to help you understand where you're at financially. I have an idea and, and what it takes because it is important in this marketplace from from talking to friends in the real estate business that that it is important that you have those financial ducks in a row so to speak so you're ready to make a qualified offer because these properties generally in reach of first-time home buyers sell so quickly yeah for sure and and i know that you know as as a bank we've always been committed you know, to this process of home ownership. And as I mentioned before, our, our purpose mm-hmm. of really cultivating thriving communities, we're really laser focused in on this affordable home ownership and first time home buyer ownership. And we've always had products and programs that really cater to the first time home buyers. But I will tell you earlier this year, we made 
an even deeper commitment to this space and added a position in, in our organization, a community impact manager. And that position um, is held by Trent Bowman. And Trent Bowman is really an expert in affordable housing and first-time home buyers. And he's just simply focused on connecting with individuals, much like your daughter was at before she actually made her purchase, to make sure that they understand the products that are available to them, the assistance that's available to them as well. Because one thing that's happening now is that there is really an influx knowing that the market is a bit more of a challenge, there is an influx of opportunity from a down payment assistance that's out there. And Trent is just really, really focused on understanding what those programs are and making himself available to people like your daughter as they're entering into that home ownership journey, although she's kind of made her purchase now, to help them understand what's out there and put them in the best path to, to get the get the home that they are hoping to get. And so yeah, it's certainly... Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, Stephen, uh, uh, along the way, uh, no one, no one said it's easy, but it, it's such an important step, as as you alluded to. Uh, this, this is for most of us. I, I know for me, it's certainly the biggest purchase I was ever involved with, uh, buying homes along the way, but but also can can set people up, uh, you know, for for, for long term financial success. Uh, ma- making the right purpose or making the right purchase decision, making the right decisions when it comes to that first time uh, uh, home home buy. Yes, you you said it. It, it. It's not an easy process, and what's not easy about it is that there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of programs out there. There's a lot of organizations out there that offer mortgage. We see it on television. We see it on your shows. You know, all the time. Uh, and so it can be a very confusing, daunting task. And so, again, I know that we've said it already before in this conversation. It's just very important to partner with the right individual that can really work with you to make sure that you're prepared. And, and going back to our community impact manager position, that is a, that's a position that's solely focused on making sure that you're prepared, you know, to move into home ownership. Once you're fully prepared, then we can move on to working with an actual loan officer to finalize that financing and finalize that purchase. But it's very, very important to, to understand all of the information that's out there. And as you said, it can be scary and it can be daunting because there is such a great amount of information out there. But the end result of this purchase, as I said, is positive and I, and, and, no one should be afraid of entering into the process. They simply should just make sure that they're doing their homework to partner with the right individual to help them through that process. Uh, Stephen, what, what do you recommend if, if someone hears this or or is listening and knows someone that's that's ready to take this first step? What what what, what, what should they do? Who should they reach out to? Well, certainly speaking from our behalf here, I think the first step would go to um, our website, boomer.com, and you can certainly look up Trent Bowman, who is our community impact manager. And, and as I said, he is really an expert in this area of first-time home buyer. And Trent would be more than happy to have a conversation with anyone that is just trying to even explore the opportunity of home ownership. And, and I, I would say that you know he's out there every day. And when I say every day, I literally mean every day. In fact, I believe that he would intended to be on your your show today, but he's out um, at a community event now actually helping individuals better understand what they need to do to prepare themselves to be 
a sustainable homeowner. So that's where I would lead them to is through our website. But then, of course, we're one organization. There's also other organizations, so you should always do your homework. But we feel very comfortable that we have a great uh, process here, great products that can really help anyone through this homeownership journey. Well, Stephen, good to visit with you. Uh, so appropriate, uh, June National Homeownership Month. It, it is a big step. It is an important step, and we encourage anyone who thinks they're ready to take it to, to reach out and get some good advice and uh, make it a happen. Absolutely. I would agree. And I appreciate you having me today, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk about it. It's, it's very important and exciting topic. Stephen Spears joining us from Bremer Bank. Uh, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Quick break, we'll come back, we'll have an update on the weather. And then uh, Ron Syrak, golf journalist, will join us. Uh, we'll, we'll talk golf. Women's major right now at Baltusrol in New Jersey. Uh, the U.S. Open wrapped up at L.A. Country Club. And uh, the British Open is coming up in July. A lot on the golf calendar. We'll get into that with Ron in a moment. Here on News Talk, E3OWs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. ECO. So there it is. Some uh, weather south of the cities right now. Pretty good here in the Twin Cities. Uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, we'll certainly keep an eye on it for you. Right now we're going to talk golf. Golf journalist extraordinaire Ron Syrak joins us. Uh, award winner from the PGA Tour, the old PGA Tour, and so much more. Has written wonderful books and a great follow on Twitter. Ron, good to visit with you. Hey, happy to be with you. Uh, you know, after after a, a, a brutal week of having a USGA set up, the players get, the, get their breather week at the Travelers Championship. You know, uh, we had on, on Sunday, none of the leaders could uh, could break 70 at the uh, at the U.S. Open. And today, Scotty Scheffler shoots a 63 today, and he has the fourth best score of the day. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it is incredible the scores they're putting up at the TPC at River Highland. Ches Reeve at 20 under par. Keegan Bradley, minus 19. Patrick Cantlay, uh, minus 16. Ricky Fowler had a good run at the U.S. Open, fell short. Uh, 15 under par. Justin Thomas struggled at L.A. Country Club at minus 14. You mentioned Scotty Scheffler at minus 14. So a lot of birdies flying in Connecticut. Yeah, you know, it, it, they've made it a very uh, a fan-friendly course, a, 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 a player-friendly course. You know, they, they used to have trouble getting good fields there because of its proximity to the U.S. Open. Players look to take a week off. But they've, they've capitalized on the fact that they've sort of got New York City there to, to entertain player families with, and then they've made it uh, uh, this scorable golf course on. And now this year it's a designated event. So there's $20 million purse, $3.6 million for first prize. So they have a great field this week. Yeah. And uh, the Travelers Championship wraps up tomorrow. Uh, the golf right now on CBS. I want to bring up last week at L.A. Country Club, long time coming. Uh, there there were criticisms of the the event and the, and the fact that uh, – there, there weren't very many from the general public allowed on the grounds. But uh, beyond that, what about the golf course? What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I mean, that, that is exactly the main complaint that I heard the whole time was, was the galleries. And they did, you know, and, and they did this when they had it at Marion, too. Old golf course, small footprint, hard to get lots of people around. So instead of letting 40000 a day in, they let 20000 a day in. But apparently also what happened at L.A. Country Club, a lot of the members bought up a lot of the hospitality tickets. So there were really only about 8,000 of the public who were on the course. And it, it did have a, a, a less intense of a feel to it. It felt more like almost like one of the COVID tournaments, you know, with, with, with few people out there. I thought the golf course held up um, very, very well. Uh, I loved I loved the way that they fringe bunkers with fescue and, uh, um, you know, it, it was one of those courses that rewards good shots, but you didn't have to miss your target by very much a yard or two to end up in a bad place. You know, I, I go back to the 72nd hole and Wyndham Clark went on to win. Uh, he hit a tee shot on any other U.S. Open venue I can think of that, that that's in the trees, that's in the deep rough, that, that may be out of bounds, I suppose. But uh, at L.A. Country Club, he had plenty of room on the 18th fairway and uh, was able to, to close out, which was, he, he played well. I, you know, I think it was a 58-yard wide fairway yeah, right, there. Right. And, and, that, you know, and part of it is a lot of those fairways were cantered pretty, pretty um, dramatically. So you had to land the ball near the left rough to keep it out of the right rough, you know. So I, I think that's one of the reasons that they went wide with the fairways. I do think one of the weaknesses of the golf course was the last three holes. You know, I did, you know, three long 500-yard par fours wasn't very, you know, I would have loved to see. They had a great number six. was a great drivable par four there. It's too bad that wasn't somewhere later on the golf course. Uh, you'd, you'd like a, a, a reachable par five. I, I like to see risk-reward holes down the closing stretch of a golf course. So I thought those last three holes were sort of uh, anticlimactic. Ron Syrak joining us on the Jen Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline Talking Golf. One other thing I want to bring up about the U.S. Open, Rory McIlroy, another close call. Terrific talent, but uh, now Rory close but no cigar again. 
Every time I think he's got his short game figured out, you know, he, he then throws in some clunkers like he did there. You know, I mean, the guy off the tee is, is, is just the best driver of the golf ball I've ever seen for being long and, and, and accurate with it. But, man, sometimes from a, with a scoring club in his hand from 100 yards in, 120 yards in, you know, you can't hit the ball the 20 feet from there. You've got to hit it the 6 feet to 8 feet. And, uh, and then he, he misses his fair share of 5-foot putts, too. And, and the U.S. Open is a lot about those 5-foot par saves. Um, uh, you know, going into Sunday, uh, I had a feeling that, that – that let's put it this way both Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler had to prove it to me on Sunday and neither of them really got the job done on Sunday they both sort of uh, they both sort of faded back yeah well, one other thought I guess on on the U.S. Open Scotty Scheffler um, the the thought is if, if he could putt a little bit or make a few more putts he'd be unbeatable right now it seems like he's in contention every week he brought up his round uh, today in in Connecticut at the Travelers uh, but, you know, Scotty, if he starts making putts, look out because he's a wonderful ball striker. Yeah, I thought he showed some improvement at the U.S. Open with the putter, and I haven't seen much of him this week. But, boy, if, he, if he's, uh, he's got uh, uh, 263s at, at TPC River Highland, so, I, you know, it, I don't care what kind of golf course you're playing on. If you shoot a couple of 63s, you're making some putts. So maybe yeah. he's turning the corner there. He is from tee to green. And he has been for two years now the most consistent player on tour. Um, we've, we've got to bring up the women, a major right now at Baltusrola, New Jersey. It's the women's PGA. It was at Hazeltine. It's a great event. Yeah, you know, that what the PGA and KPMG have done with this event uh, by upgrading the venues that they brought it to, you know, places like uh, Hazeltine and, and uh and they were to Sahala, Olympia Fields, yep. Hironomink, uh, Baltus Roll this week. Uh, that's, that, that really elevates the respect for the women's game. And I think it brings some new eyes to the product. A lot of people tune in just to see, gee, I wonder how the women are going to play at Baltus Roll. And, uh, and now they've got, uh, you know, the week after next, the uh, U.S. Women's Open is going to be at Pebble Beach. That's another good week for the women. Uh, they are finding Baltus Roll to be uh, quite a test. It's looking very much like single digits under par is going to win that tournament. Yeah, every time I, I think of Baltus Roll, I, I think of Jack win, winning there once upon a time. Uh, uh, Jack won a lot, uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, for for some reason, Jack Nicholas and Baltus Roll are, are synonymous in yeah. my mind. The other thing I remember about Baltus Roll, and, and uh, um, gosh, I think it was the, the might have been 93, they had one of the first 600-yard par fives in, in, in golf and uh, a 17th hole, and John Daly hit it with a driver and a one-iron. <laughs> and that was, that was in the 90s with the old equipment. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. John Daly, what, what, what a talent. I remember when he won the uh, PGA, I believe, at Crooked Stick in Indiana. That, that yep. was quite a performance, uh, an, an amazing talent. Uh, Ron, before we let you go, I want to get some quick thoughts before we do it at a time, and I know we could talk for an hour on this. Uh, everyone's read, heard something about PGA Live merger. Um, quickly, how far from a done deal is this? I, I have heard there's a long way to go. I think there's a very long way to go. I think that there's going to be uh, 
while we know one Senate committee is going to look into it, I think several regulatory agencies are going to look into it. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody uh, out there files a lawsuit, too, because, you know, Liv sued the PGA Tour saying uh, an antitrust lawsuit saying you have a monopoly. Well, then, if you're going to say that, how do you then merge the DP World Tour, the PGA Tour and the Live Golf and that not be an even greater monopoly? So I, I think there's a lot of legal issues ahead. I think it's a long, windy road. We have no year, with, no idea what next year is going to look like schedule-wise. I think it's going to look exactly the same as this year. There will be all three tours next year, Live Tour, PGA Tour, DP World Tour. All right, Ron. Uh, hopefully we can do it again. Talk to you down the road, my friend. Always a pleasure. There he is, Ron Syrak, golf journalist. Uh, award winner, PGA Tour L, PGA Tour, some wonderful books as well. Quick break, we'll come back. All the news at four on the way here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. All the news, all the weather at four. Tornado warning for northwestern Waseca County, south of the cities until four o'clock. Uh, severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado near Janesville or 12 miles southeast to Mankato, moving northeast at 20 miles an hour. And looking at the map, there are also severe thunderstorm warnings for Lesseur County, and that is just south of the Twin Cities and east of the Minnesota River. And we'll have more on that uh, coming up. Following the news and weather, we'll have uh, these warnings in detail for you. But uh, this warning uh, for Lesur and Waseca County, the severe thunderstorm warning set to expire at 4, and it looks like it may be extended until 4.15. We'll have more on that once again coming up in a moment. And then we'll go outdoors. Steve Carney will join us. Jess Myers from the rink live, the NHL draft coming up. It's all on the way. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.